Welcome to the I Work For Him Power Pod. I'm Michael Miracle, producer for I Work For Him, the voice of the faith and work movement. We are on mission to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. Each quick listening power pod is designed with you in mind and jam-packed with kingdom resources to help you connect your faith and work. How will this impact your workplace? Let's find out right now. So we've got a question that a listener wrote in today via email. When life throws you a curveball, how should we react? I was recently laid off from a position I held for over a decade, and I don't know what to do. I don't want to get another J-O-B. I want meaning and purpose in my work, and I want to work at a place where I'm appreciated. Does that place even exist? Wow. That's, that's a, there's a lot of there's stuff a, there. There's a lot of stuff. Well, we got the rest of the segment to talk about this. Okay. Uh, how would you re- this was like anonymous no I don't even well, have an you answer. know so one of the things I think of right Let's away call this person Jill Jill okay I don't really know because it, it was like just that's a, okay so let's Jill think so many things number one is looking at this maybe as an opportunity as opposed to a situation where you're you're yes it's devastating oh my goodness i can't imagine doing something for 10 years and then being laid off and we don't know if it was a a behavior thing or economic laid off is is usually economic or something like that so with that in mind do you want to keep do you, do you have skills that you were using in that job that you want to use again, or do you want to discover if there's another position? So that's why I said, look at it as an opportunity. You know, is this a time to be able to actually make a really good change? Right. And, and keep in mind that God's not surprised by this layoff. He, he knew this was coming. And so a lot of times in times like this, this is why Dave Ramsey always talks about the fact that we all need to have an emergency fund because this is one of those emergencies. And the whole idea is to have the fund so that it's not an emergency when you get laid off because everybody, when you get laid off, the last thing you want to do is go and find a job right away because you need to just regroup, take a few days off and just think because if you really don't want to just go get another J-O-B, then you really need to be mm, Q-U-I-E-T. So let's think about this. She did, Jill did not mention anything about finances. So let's just assume that that's not an issue. Okay. And it's really about... Way to go, Jill. Way to have your emergency fund. That it's really about, you know, I if I want to invest somewhere again in my career, I want to do it with intentionality. She says, I want to find meaning and purpose in my work. And I work at a place that... And also work at a place that appreciates her. So, you know, those are... And she says... Does that place even exist? So I would bet we have some listeners right now that are going, yep, I am blessed beyond belief because I actually work in a place that does appreciate me and gives me purpose and meaning. So way to go for them because that's, that is hard to find sometimes. Yeah, I think we can learn a lesson from our son-in-law, Donnie, that we maybe could share with this group. As we talked to, when we were on vacation, family vacation in July, you know, Donnie had a job that was a phenomenal job that he loved for years and years and years. And then the ownership of the company changed and he no longer enjoyed his work mm-hmm. because of the culture that had shifted. Mm-hmm. And so he was just looking for a J-O-B just anywhere but where he was working. And he got one of those jobs. And it ended up being an N-I-G-H-T-M-A-R-E. <laughs> We're spelling a lot today, everybody. That's, That's right. a nightmare for those of you that For those of you that can't spell. I mean, literally, he hated it. He got this new job, and it was supposedly for one of those quote-unquote Christian companies, but they haven't been listening to I Work For Him, and so it wasn't a really healthy place. And so then but he... Then- 
said, I understand now how important culture is. Yeah. And so he went in search of a company where the culture was the primary factor and the job was secondary. He wanted to go to a place that appreciated people and had a reputation for appreciating people. And so, Jill, we just encourage you. And, and, and finally got that job. I was going to say, yeah. That. <clears throat> and, and, and it was, and he loves his job today. Yeah. Uh, which is just so, I haven't heard him say that in five or six years. Mm-hmm. So, Jill, when you're looking for your job, really pray about it. The Holy Spirit of God can guide and direct you to where you go. Make sure people, make sure your LinkedIn profile is up to date. Then people know that you're looking for work. Make sure the people on Facebook, that your friends know that you're looking for work. On Instagram, post a little picture that says, hey, I'm looking for work. This is what I'm looking for. I mean, let people know who Jill is and what kind of work you're looking for. But honestly, go if you're in Tampa Bay, there's a ton of uh, companies, business trees we've interviewed here. Maybe we know somebody that can that is looking for somebody with your skills. Connect with us on LinkedIn. But God has a solution for you, and He wants you to thrive and flourish in your work. So, I mean, take some time for this. Mm-hmm. Do this in a healthy way. But I think she's asking some really great questions, and that she really wants this to to be a great decision. And so, way to go with that, Jill. Seek wise counsel. Um, from those around you. And there are even resources, Jim, for people that are looking at, you know, what do I know how to do that? I'm, maybe I'm not utilizing it in my current position. What would a different position look like? So um, I think really a big key there, Jim, is the whole idea again about LinkedIn and uh, making sure that you're up to date. And then you can even see, seek out some of those uh, organizations that will help you to refine and define what it is that you want well, to do. And we interviewed a guy in Colorado, Christian Hawkins, who had a ministry of helping people figure out what their career purpose was. But Jill, you mentioned, you said, I want purpose and meaning in my work or meaning and purpose in my work. You need to first understand who you are. So maybe a, not just a spiritual giftings test, but identityanddestiny.com would be a great place. Mm. Get that book and really figure out who did God create you to be? What did he create you to be doing? In order to really find a job that's a great fit for you, you need to know who you are. Uh, so that would be something that I would um, really encourage you to do is just find out who you are. And if you, don't, if you can't figure this out and you're running out of time, ask your friends, what do you think I'm really good at? Mm-hmm. And then shut up. Because that's what I have a hard time doing. The shutting up part. The shutting up part. (laughs) Hey, when life throws you a lemon, what do you do with it? Make a glass of lemonade? But what about if life throws you a box of lemons? Do you start a produce company? (laughs) So often when we get the proverbial life or career curveball, we get lost and confused. And sometimes we get angry because because we liked comfortable and we liked predictable. Today, we get to hear from Stephanie Winslow from St. Louis, Missouri. She's an executive, and she had a box of lemons thrown her way. Let's find out what she did with them. Stephanie, welcome to I Work For Him. You shared how you you had to make some tough choices um, because you realized you were working too much and your family was suffering. You quit that that high-powered job, didn't you? I did, yes. Um, I really felt God calling me out of... Um, of working in in a business world and being in charge, being the lady. And what was probably the most challenging was that was my identity. Um, it, I was the president, and I really took a lot of pride in that role and that job and all that I accomplished, quote-unquote, <laughs> you know, just from a business perspective. Um, and 
I was I was content there because it was me doing all these things. And um, when God called me out, I just I didn't know who I was without this title. I didn't know who I was without um, you know having a, a position. And so when I we said no and sold the business, um, or when when I said no to the work world and we sold our business, um, it was really difficult. Um, and I had uh, God <laughs> at the time I was serious about it, not just not having opportunities coming my way like I thought I would in terms of work. But God really used that time to heal me and to heal my spirit and to heal my heart, um, and definitely reshaped my thinking and showed me that my identity is not found in the things that I do, but it is found um, in Him. And He really called me out from being a producer to being a servant. And that is now how I live my life, is more of a servant. How can I serve people, whether it's in business or in my family, as opposed to producing something? So tell us a little bit about that that process of learning that difference between, you know, being a producer to being a server and God really transforming you and showing you more about your identity. What, tell us about that. I mean, did you just wake up one day and have all this revelation or how did he reveal that to you? Um, really when, um, when we sold and I, I had time, um, it was really, I think about three or four months where, I had nothing to do, and and I remember saying to my husband, "Yeah, I I am a nothing. I I don't have a job. I don't have a position. I am nothing." And it was really through that outcry of my heart and my spirit that, um, just you know, <laughs> time on my face. Um, God has really shown me, for me personally, that the posture of of kneeling, of being on the ground on my face in prayer before Him is where he shows me and reminds me of his sovereignty hmm. and that I am not in charge, but it, um, just giving myself daily. And um, I, the practice of a quiet time was not something that I was doing prior to all of this. Um, you know, I read my Bible and whatnot, but I did not make it a daily habit. For me personally, I recognized that I, it, life is about a climb. It's just what are you climbing and what are you climbing toward? And mm. I found that the ladder is rickety and it will fall over. <laughs> mm. And, you know, there is no, there's no um, guarantee that this climb up the corporate ladder, it could, it could end tomorrow because nothing is guaranteed. But if I choose to set foot on, you know, there's so many verses and references in Scripture about ascending the hill of the Lord and, um, you know, where our help comes from, keep putting our eyes there. And so now I, I understand that it's the mountain toward Christ that I want to ascend on. And if I choose to make Him the priority, if I choose to make my faith the priority, and I am unashamedly um, pursuing after him, then he will order my steps. He will make the ground below me um, steady and secure 
Um, and one of my favorite verses, too, is um, from Habakkuk, where he talks about that he'll give you feet like the feet of a deer to climb on mountain heights. So business is tricky, and it takes agility, and it takes, you know, the ability to, to kind of pivot and move quickly. Um, but God will equip us to do that if he's called us there. How are you showing them um, that differentiation? Uh, leading by example, implementing prayer um, as a part of staff meetings and whatnot, and and really just encouraging them to not be ashamed of their faith, um, and, to, and that it's really a, a power source for them um, in terms of having creativity and ideas and hmm. solutions that they haven't really tapped into. What are some suggestions or some tips for our listeners to say, you know, we just are, we are hungry for more. Um, mm-hmm. Where should they start? Well, I really started with um, a devotion book and just a short devotion book. Um, I'm sure a lot of people have heard of this Jesus Calling Sarah Young mm-hmm. book. I started with that one um, and, it, you know, you can read it and look at the scriptures, and it maybe takes 10 minutes. But for me, it's it's the practice and, and the discipline of doing it and recognizing that God honors obedience and God honors discipline. And so when I made him a priority and I said, yes, God, I'm going to start my days with you, he has blessed that so many times over. Um, and I think you'll find that too. And um, But... Again, like it shouldn't be a, a pressure thing. You know, it shouldn't feel like, oh no, you know, I missed a day or, or whatever. It should be something that we enjoy. It should be um, a delight for us to sit down and spend time with God. And if we put pressure on ourselves to do it and then um, put shame mm-hmm. on ourselves when we miss, then it's not going to produce the kind of fruit that it could if we just recognize it's an open invitation and God Mm. is just sitting there waiting. You're listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's definitely our mission field, but ultimately, I I work for him. I know how you can stop wasting 70% of your work week. You heard right. Ask yourself, do you finish your work week feeling like you should have gotten more done? Ever feel like you need to accomplish more to grow your organization but have nothing left to give? We've all been there. But to reclaim 70% of your work week, you need to learn to focus on purpose-driven productivity rather than profits in order to be successful. So we're sharing a free productivity guide from Belay, the modern staffing solution with part-time virtual assistants, bookkeepers, and social media strategists. It's a compilation of their most tried and true resources for fulfilling your God-given purpose every week. Just text for him to 55123 to get your free resource and reclaim your purpose today. Again, that's the number 4 HIM to 55123. Thank you for listening to the I Work for Him Power Pod with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Want more? Hear the full broadcast at iworkforhim.com. Stay connected and receive power pack content when you sign up for our blog at iworkforhim.com or follow us on social media at iworkforhim. And finally, 
If today's message inspired you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review helps launch more workplace missionaries across the nation. That's at iWorkForHim and online, iWorkForHim.com. 